When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Live Free Creative, an intentional podcast with practical tips for living your life on purpose. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I believe in creativity, adventure, curiosity, and the magic of small moments. I hope that every time you listen, you feel empowered and free to live the life that you want. Welcome back. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and you are listening to episode number 242 of Live Free Creative Podcast. Today's episode is an encore episode that first aired two seasons ago, around the same time. I was getting ready, thinking about the summer. My kids all finished school this week, and it's like full, full speed run into the summertime. A few weeks ago, we were planting our summer planters in front of our house. We have a few small pots on our front porch and then a couple big, bigger pots. They're kind of squarish, so I don't know, maybe 20 inches square at the end of our little sidewalk that goes out and meets the city sidewalk. And I was uh, shopping for plants with Dave for those to kind of fill them in. And he remembered this episode. He said, wait, what is it? You need to have the thrill and the fill and the spill I said yes you've got it and so we were planning our planters and it reminded me of this episode which I went back and listened to and thought you know what it's it's just a good solid episode a great way to remind us of one of the ways that you can consider thinking about your summertime and I know that our summertime this year is a little bit odd because we have a full month of travel at the end of the summer and then the the first half of the summer, I'm not really on break. I'm working uh, on my capstone project for the first six weeks of the summer. So we really have had to sort of adjust our expectations and think about the way that we are spending our time and the thrill, fill, and spill method of planning has come in really handy. It's just a, an easy way to think about it. So you may have listened to this episode back in 2021 I'm sure that the season of life that you're facing right now with your kids a little bit older or, you know, being this far away from COVID is a little bit different than it was then. If you haven't heard this episode before, it's a great time to listen to it. Uh, I really like this metaphor and I and I think that I explained it well back then. I also re-listened to my Peaks of the Week segment that I did. This is like in June of 2021. And I still use and love all three of the products that I mention in the Peaks of the Week. It was kind of, I call it my like girls trip, girls weekend Peaks of the Week. So I'm going to leave that in because I feel like they're all still things that I use, love, would totally endorse now. So if you haven't heard me talk about them before, this is your chance to listen to some Peaks of the Week. These are things that I share with my friends on a regular basis. In fact, just recently I was in Arizona with some girlfriends from school and we talked about 
about menstrual cups and menstrual underwear a lot, uh, sort of like I had some on hand to show off, like a show and tell. So these are all things that I share with my real life best friends. And I want you to be aware of them as well, because they're some of my very favorite products and brands. In addition to that, I thought I would add a pause for a poem segment because it's one of my favorites and summertime just feels like a delicious a delicious time to pause for a poem. So I'm going to share a poem and then just send you straight into the episode. So you'll get a poem and then you'll get peaks of the week from 2021 that are still relevant today. And then you'll get the episode all about planning your summer, whether you have kids or not, whether you have, you know, a big space in your summer, or you're just trying to figure out what you're going to do to keep people entertained during the the summertime. Hopefully this episode will give you some ideas and inspiration around just a rhythm to think about not necessarily like a big plan or a big schedule or logistics but just having a pace and an idea of the ebbs and flows and and where to put a lot of energy and then where to kind of have a baseline that's what I think this episode will do for you it's what it has reignited for me as I'm thinking about my summer and so hopefully you enjoy it uh here's a poem The day is fresh washed and fair, and there is a smell of tulips and narcissus in the air. The sunshine pours in at the bathroom window and bores through the water in the bathtub in lathes and plains of greenish white. It cleaves the water into flaws like a jewel and cracks it to bright light. Little spots of sunshine lie on the surface of the water and dance, dance and their reflections wobble deliciously over the ceiling. A stir of my finger sets them whirring, reeling. I move a foot in the planes of light in the water jar. I lie back and laugh and let the green-white water, the sun-flawed barrel water, flow over me. The day is almost too bright to bear. The green water covers me from the too bright day. I will lie here a while and play with the water and the sunspots. The sky is blue and high. A crow flaps by the window. And there is a whiff of tulips and narcissus in the air. Bath by Amy Lowell. Now I'll turn you over to the Miranda of 2021 to share summer plans or summer planters with you. Enjoy the episode. Planning your summer. My alternate title for this episode is planting your summer. As you will hear, I'm going to use a a little bit of a metaphor for planting a planter and planning your summertime so that it's fantastic All of this brilliance comes to you courtesy of a weekend trip. Dave and I were able to get away for a weekend to Boston, Massachusetts, which is such a fantastic city. It's beautiful in the spring, summer, hot and humid, and so is where we live in Richmond, Virginia, so that wasn't especially uncomfortable for us. We loved it. In fact, when Dave and I lived in Concord, New Hampshire, which is about an hour north of Boston. We spent a lot of time exploring Boston on the weekends, and it had been about 10 years since we went back, so it was really fun to get a chance to be there for a few days. We were actually only in town for two nights, two days, saw and did and ate 
everything that we wanted to. It was really relaxing, really fun, just like a good reminder that if you have a chance or can create a chance to get away with your partner, with your loved one, if you have kids, if you can leave them with someone trusted and reconnect for more than just a date night. We love our date nights and having like a two-day straight date night felt really fun. It had been a little while since we got away. So one of the things that I really love about Boston in the spring is that it's really good at planter boxes, particularly window boxes. There's a couple neighborhoods in Boston where there's these tall, old, historic brownstones all lined up next to each other. And because there's not a lot of yard in the front of some of these areas, particularly in Beacon Hill is one neighborhood I'm thinking of. The Back Bay has little tiny front walks, but a lot of windows. They go above and beyond in these beautiful flower boxes, window boxes. As we were exploring and wandering around, I was pointing out to Dave some of my favorite combinations and just ooing and aahing over the architectural design of some of these flower boxes, how much thought and intention goes into making these really beautiful, thoughtful works of art in the window boxes and also in the planters, these small planters, you know, on people's front porches and in these little tiny front yards. And it reminded me of something that I learned years ago about how to put together a great planter. So I explained this to Dave, the theory of planting a beautiful planter box, and I want to share that with you in relationship to planning a fantastic summer. I'm going to share all of that. I know that you're riveted on the edge of your seats now. I'm going to share all of that after a quick Peaks of the Week. Today's Peaks of the Week jumps back to the trip that I took previous to my Boston trip, which was my Austin trip, a quick girls weekend that I did with some of my very best friends in Austin, Texas. And I realized as we went through the weekend, there were several things that I mentioned to my girlfriends that I just gushed about that they were super interested and excited to learn about that they hadn't before. These are a couple of my very favorite products that I've, I think some of them I've shared about on the podcast before, but because they came up again in the context of like, oh my gosh, I love this. I can't believe that you haven't heard of this or that you're not using this. You've got to try it. I thought that I would share that with you as you are all my wonderful friends as well. So they're a little bit random, Uh, some makeup some sunscreen, a menstrual cup. I want you to know some of the things that I love and have been using faithfully for a while. Some of these things years, some recently, but that I love. And I want you to hear it from me. So let's jump in. As we're heading into summer, I have shared this before on the podcast, but it may have been a couple of years ago. And As we're heading into summertime, I thought that I should share it again. My very, very favorite sunscreen that I use particularly on my face is by a company called Goop, Super Goop. I don't think it's related to the Gwyneth Paltrow Goop. I may be wrong about that. It's called Glow Sunscreen, and I will link it on the show notes at livefreecreative.co slash podcast. This is 
the most incredible sheer 40 SPF that goes on and it feels like it turns into powder when it hits your skin. It is bizarre and it's fantastic. It's waterproof and sweatproof up to 80 minutes. I first sampled it when Supergoop was just coming out with it a couple years ago in New York City. I got a little sample at like a little trade show situation and fell instantly in love with it. It is a little bit of an investment, but it's totally worth it. It works super well and it lasts for a really long time. It goes really far, so you don't have to use a lot of it. It's just the best feeling, weightless, incredible face sunscreen that you will experience. So you heard it from me and I think other people have been talking about it recently and I'm like, I have been using it. I love it too. So you will want to try Super Goop sunscreen. I will make sure it's linked. The next thing is Fleck makeup. Friends, I've been using Fleck makeup palettes for at least two or three years, especially as I'm getting back into being able to travel now that I'm fully vaccinated and I'm feeling like things are opening up a little bit here in the United States, especially I am so grateful for my daily makeup routine that's super simple, really beautiful feeling. I'm pretty minimal when it comes to makeup, and I love that Fleck creates this ability to bring my my bronzer, blush, and eyeshadow palettes everywhere that I go with just grabbing two little quick things. So if you're not familiar with Fleck, F-L-E-K-K, this makeup was developed by a makeup artist for women in particular who feel like they don't know a lot about applying makeup, that they don't feel like they're really good at it or know a lot about it, which is how I was growing up. I didn't really know. I didn't wear eyeshadow a lot because I would see these really complicated looking tutorials and think, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to figure that out? I don't need all of that. I just need something simple. Fleck is like a paint by numbers for your face. It literally, you open up the palette and it has a picture of an eye and shows you where to put which of the colors that are in the palette and also you can buy the brushes that go with it that are numbered it's like use the number one on the number one on your eye in this area i have noticed that my confidence with makeup has gone up significantly in the last couple years my ability to experiment a little bit is so fun and i also just love how easy it is It's fantastic, really natural looking makeup, and I love how user-friendly it is. They recently came out with a contouring palette that I especially love. I was always a little intimidated by the idea of contouring, and that's not what this is. It's not like you turn into a deer before you blend everything and look natural. It's just like very simple. Here's where you apply a little bit of bronzer. Here's a very natural looking blush. Here's a little highlighter. I love them. And I have a discount code that's um, available at any time for anything that you order on their website. It's 20% off. Uh, that is going to be in the show notes for you. I think it's live free 20, but I'll verify that and make sure that it's in the show notes for you. If you want to try Fleck, I'm a huge fan. And my girlfriends were like, what is that? Wait, I've never seen that. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I don't talk about it enough. I need to tell you more about it. So there is the Fleck. And the last thing that I want to share today is a menstrual cup. Now, I am just surprised when I hear that more people aren't already using a menstrual cup instead of tampons and pads. I started about a year ago, I think, and just thought that I was like the very end of the curve, of this learning curve. I've absolutely been converted. There are lots of different types, and I've tried a couple different types, and I have to say the one that I like the most for myself is called SALT, S-A-A-L-T. I was able to just find it at Target. I also know in talking to friends, though, that they've 
fit people's bodies very differently. And so maybe you will have one that you like better. I have a Bloody Buddy cup. I don't love it as much for myself, but I know a lot of people really like it. There's lots of different options. The benefit, though, of using a menstrual cup, there's a lot. One of them is environmental, of course, that it's reusable. So you're not using and disposing of you know, feminine products all the time. Another one is that it doesn't pose the same toxic shock syndrome risk that using tampons does. Another one is that it lasts for up to 12 hours. I've found it significantly more comfortable than using tampons. I have also found that my cramps and like the discomfort of just my period in general is a lot lower using a menstrual cup. So the one that I use, I'll make sure that it's linked in the show notes. And my very favorite resource for menstrual cups and all sorts of things in that arena, of course, is the Vagina Blog. Episode 86 is one of our favorites. April Davis has been on the show talking about flowing with your seasons. I also, in combination with the menstrual cup, really love period underwear. I have both Nick's and thinks, and I like both of them. I will link some of those in the show notes as well. Just a real solid like girls weekend resources show notes here today with your sunscreen, some makeup tips, and some menstruation resources. You can find all of that in the show notes. That is my girls weekend peaks of the week. Okay, now let's hop back from Austin to Boston, where I was walking around the city with my sweetheart, talking to him about how beautiful all of these planters were. And I was reminded of an article that I read years ago, probably in something like Southern Living or Better Homes and Gardens, that explained how to put together a great planter. There are three elements of a beautiful planter. One of them is thrill. One of them is fill, and one of them is spill. If you close your eyes and imagine a planter box, like a garden box or just a raised planter, a pot, you can think you want something that really draws your eye and that feels like a surprising element, maybe something that comes up high in the center or on the edge of the planter that really is like a wow factor. That's your thrill. That's going to be the main element that's really fun and exciting in the planter. And then below it, you want to make sure that you've filled in the planter so it doesn't just have one random thing poking out of it. You want to fill it in so that there's some volume just around the middle filled with maybe some greenery or some more subtle plants and flowers that are all kind of the same-ish variety that kind of fill in the middle. And then you want to make sure that your planter has something that spills down over the edge that's able to kind of drip out of the edges and add that really fun lifelike feeling to the planter. I know that in Texas I use sweet potato vine a lot. I'm here in Virginia, I'm using a lot of Creeping Jenny that I I start and it just hangs over a little bit. And by the end of the summer, it's like dripping down, spilling out of the planter, making it feel really full and beautiful. So the thrill, the fill, and the spill. We were able to, now imagine Dave and I walking down the back bay, looking at these houses and all the planters and Dave and I were able to identify, oh, look, that one has a great thrill and has a great spill but there isn't really anything in the middle there isn't any fill 
or we were able to say, oh, yeah, this one has a really good fill, but there isn't very, there isn't anything interesting other than, you know, it's all kind of one plant. It's all just a bunch of the same flower. And so it's it's beautiful. It's just not quite as interesting or fun as if it had the thrill and the spill happening. It was so fun and funny to walk a, a walk along and be able to kind of identify the different planters and see why the ones that were the most beautiful and the most interesting were that way following this rule of thrill, fill, and spill. For some reason, I kept thinking how this related to the summer that I'm planning with my family for my kids. It's been summer-ish time for a couple weeks now. We're just sort of getting into it though. We're getting into the routine and the rhythm of having fun things going on, having some go-to, trying to maintain some sort of a schedule so that we can keep chores done and make sure that the kids aren't just spending all of their time playing video games or watching TV. I kept thinking, this feels like a recipe for a great summertime. Thrill, fill, and spill. So I want to explain how I am in my own head using this recipe for planting a beautiful planter to plan a really fun summer. The first one, of course, is going to be thrill. Thrill is what we think about often when we think about planning our summertime. This is where those bucket lists come in. And in fact, I have a great fun summer adventure bucket list type of thing available on my newsletter. I'm going to link it in the show notes. I just sent it out a couple weeks ago. And if you're not yet on my newsletter list and you'd like to receive fun updates from time to time and free downloads when I have them, you can sign up at livefreecreative.co slash podcast. Look for episode 149. I will have the sign up in there and I will uh, send you this download. So it has, I don't know, maybe 40 ideas or so of fun adventure type things that you can do. These are not things that you're going to do every day, maybe not even every week. They're things that you want to plan for a fun special time, you know, going to the zoo or doing slip and slide or making ice cream on the back patio. Some of them are bigger types of activities. Some of them are smaller things, but they're not things that you're going to probably do in the regular routine of the summer. They are things that you'll plan to have those big bumps, the big jumps of fun. They're the thrill. They're the exciting thing that everyone looks forward to for a few days. And you don't have to think of them as being back to back to back to back. They're something that will be exciting and fun and also not constitute the bulk of your time or energy expenditure in the summer. That is the thrill. Some of the things we have in our thrill for our summer are to have a lemonade stand at some point. We're going to go do a day floating in the river. We've planned an ice cream crawl for the city of Richmond that we're going to go choose six or ten of our favorite ice cream spots and get them back to back. It will probably be an ice cream for dinner sort of a day where we're going to eat a scoop of ice cream from six or eight or ten different spots all in a row and rate it as we go on a rating sheet. Our thrill of the summer also includes a camping trip. It includes a trip to Harry Potter World for our middle son for his birthday and to celebrate him finishing the Harry Potter series. There's a few really fun things and exciting things that we're going to do that we have planned 
and they're not things that are happening every single day. That is where the fill comes in. So we have the thrill. We have those things set aside. I like to write them down. I like to write down not only a list, but also figure out where in our summer we want to put those. Some things that require advanced planning. I know even coming out of COVID right now, a lot of things require some advanced ticketing if you want to go to the zoo or to a museum, for example, maybe you need to buy tickets in advance. So some of those things require a little bit more planning. And even if there's just one or two of those fun thrills that make it feel like summer, you have something really exciting to look forward to. That's kind of that burst. Then the fill, the fill are the things that you do every day or every week in your summer that are just sort of normal part of your routine. I think it's really nice to have a routine in the summer, even if it's more flexible and very different than your school year routine. I think it's helpful for everyone to have sort of a baseline of what the days are going to look and feel like. In my house, that looks like some general guidelines regarding screen time. One of them is that we don't use screens until after lunch every day. So that means our mornings are outside playtime. They might be walks or bike rides. They might be reading books or drawing, playing games at breakfast but the screens are reserved for after lunch. Our fill looks like daily reading. My kids read all during the summer. Plum is still doing her savvy reading lessons that are four days a week. This looks like basic general household chores. My boys switch off doing the dishes. Everyone washes and folds their own laundry and puts it away once a week. We have chores with our pets especially now that we have chickens and kittens and the dog everyone needs to be fed everyone needs to get exercise or playtime I like having a minimal meal plan for breakfast lunch and dinner in the summer if you haven't heard much about my minimal meal plan you can listen to episode 22 all about minimalist meal planning and I even have a little course, a very simple seven lesson course. It's only $17 that provides you all of the worksheets and information and videos and audio that you need to get your family on track for a minimum meal plan. I like to do it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner in the summer. That means on Mondays, my kids wake up, they wander down to the kitchen, and they know that there are blueberry muffins in the cupboard for breakfast on Mondays. I have it written down and posted on the fridge. They can look at it at any time. My grocery list is the exact same during the summer. Every week I take my meal plan and my list to Trader Joe's I'm able to get everything so that we have the baseline ingredients for all of the meals we want it just helps with that keeping the energy and the budget on track my fill of the summer just feels simple I have a little bit of a plan. If I want to deviate and be flexible from my own plan, I can. I can go to the farmer's market and get all sorts of fun things for an unexpected picnic or for, you know, taking things to the pool. And it's totally okay if I don't have a new, different, big, creative idea that I already have a plan. I already have a baseline. So this is where the fill comes in. Having a baseline plan, a baseline schedule, a little bit of an outline. It doesn't have to be rigid. It doesn't have to be, you know, inflexible. It can be something that you really enjoy. And in fact, I think that it's a great idea to make sure that your fill or your baseline plan for your summer is things that you enjoy, that you're not forcing yourself to get up earlier than you actually want to. Like think, what do I need to do? And question that. Uh, What should I do? Anytime I think should, 
uh, that raises a red flag for me. I need to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, do I want to do this? Why do I think I should do this or that? It is really nice to have, in addition to all of those fun thrills, the bucket list items that are on the calendar, to know that the day-to-day has some rhythm, has a little bit of basic rhythm. I think it's really important for kids to maintain some sort of responsibility in the summer too. It's really nice to say, hey, it's your turn to do the dishes or to take out the garbage or to pick up your room a couple times a week, just so that we all sort of stay (laughs) in a little bit of a system. This leaves the last category for planning a great summer, and this is the spill. The spill for me feels like a thrill, but that is a go-to. So maybe this doesn't fit very well in the metaphor of the planter, but the thing that came to mind when I thought about, I would like to have a spill in our summer. That is something that's our go-to fun activity. So it would be considered a thrill, except for it's something that we do over and over and over again. Ours this summer is the pool. And maybe for you, it's the same. Or maybe for you, your spill is going on a certain hike or going to a certain playground or just going to playgrounds in general. Having something that is your go-to fun activity that doesn't feel like a lot of work, it doesn't feel like there it requires a lot of planning, you didn't have to do any advance preparation, it's like the thing that you do for fun in the summer that you do as like your very easiest go-to activity. Like I said, ours is the pool. We joined a local community pool and we've gone basically every day since we joined (laughs) unless we were doing something in particular that was pre-planned that was our thrill of something uh, you know an exciting activity that was different our spill of the summer is to go to the pool and if we don't have something else planned in advance and we want to do something fun that feels summertime-ish I love having a place that we go that is fun and interesting and easy so we have our fill that's getting up and having our meals and doing some of our basic chores and reading and doing things at home sidewalk chalk and playing barbies and we have our spill that's going to the pool when we don't really have something else planned that's just our that's the thing we do And then every so often we have our thrill that's taking the kids to a theme park or going to a special movie or doing an outdoor concert or doing something really different. And between the thrill, those exciting bucket list items, and the fill that's our general everyday rhythms and systems, and the spill that's our go-to summertime location or activity, I feel like we have created this really complete, interesting, dynamic, and still easy summertime fun. I want to encourage you if you're feeling like overwhelmed by the summer or if you just don't really have any plans yet, things always go a little bit better with plans. Even if you deviate from them or you're flexible with them or you change them, I always feel a little bit better prepared, a little bit more like emotionally and uh, I don't know, logistically prepared for life when I have some sort of a plan. 
again, even if you change them, it's so great to put the effort into and the thought. Like it helps you be intentional about the way that you're spending your time, your money, your energy. So I want to encourage you to grab a piece of paper and a pencil and write down these three categories. Write down thrill, write down fill, and write down spill. And then do a little bit of brainstorming. You probably... If you're like me, you probably already have a bucket list of summertime adventures that you want to do. All those thrilling things that sound so glamorous and fun of, you know, going out and doing all those big summertime headliners. So your thrill category is probably already filled in. Have you put some effort into what your fill is going to be? What your basic baseline summer schedule is going to look like? What the day-to-day rhythm, how things are going to get done when you're buying groceries how you're handling having all the kids home do they have activities do you have activities do you have time set aside for quiet do you have time set set aside for some regular self-care what do the chores situation look like do you have any sort of a screen time plan or ambitions for the summer or not just giving a little bit of extra thought ahead of time to the baseline schedule and rhythm for your summer will be really helpful and I love having it written down. And then finally, what is your spill? When you want just a really easy go-to summer activity, do you have one? Do you have something that is just like the pack up and go sort of place to be or the thing to do? Or does every single one of the summertime adventures that you're going on feel like a big deal, like a really, you know, something you have to sort of prepare for, plan on, pay for? I just love the idea of knowing that we're going to the pool unless we have other plans. We have our baseline stuff that's happening at home of walking the dog and working in the garden and getting our household duties done and we're going to the pool. And if we have something else fun planned, if it's our day that we're going to go ride our bikes or go on a camping trip or go to a movie, then we're not going to the pool. But other than that, we have our regular schedule, that's our fill, we have our regular activity, that's our spill, and every so often during the summer, we get to go and enjoy our thrill. Hopefully this episode has given you some ideas as you're heading into the summertime to have a really great summer where you have all of the fun, exciting activities that you wanna do and you also have some sort of a daily rhythm and some go-to fun adventures for your family. The thrill, the fill, and the spill. And if you haven't planted any planters yet, now you know the solution, (laughs) the rule of three for your raised planter beds and your window boxes. As always, I want to thank you for being here. If you haven't yet taken a moment to subscribe to the show, make sure you do that so you don't miss an episode. And I hope this episode has helped you feel great about planning a wonderful summer. I'll chat with you next time. Bye-bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.